Hello and welcome to Loving What's Next, What You Want Can Be Yours Now podcast. In this episode, we are going to be talking about shift your mindset about spirituality, business, and money to be the contribution you are here to be and get paid well for it. This that we're talking about today was one of my most challenging transformations. And so no surprise that I have a lot of clients who show up with this as well. I have been working on my money and my wealth mindset for years and got some traction here and there, but only in the last several years really saw significant growth. The early years, I made more effort and less results toward it. And then it got easier. And it got things came in with more ease and grace. This is a big one. When I'm working with my clients, I always give them both the marketing to make it work and the mindset to make it happen. I was just talking about this on an online business owner summit that I'm part of this week, that balance, that balance. And I will share that with you once I'm able to, after they're done with it, I'll share it here on the podcast because it was so important as I talked about it again. You're always coming in and out of both. And this is a big piece of it. In fact, when I wrote my second book, From Calling to Cash, I put as the first page, we are going to talk about spirituality, business, and money all in the same breath. And we're going to watch what happens. It's been a big part of my own journey. A poverty conscious mindset is rampant in the spiritual community and really in a lot of our community and culture and negative and restrictive ideas about mixing spirituality, business and money are still strong in our culture and in our community. And yet one of the things I knew in building my business and building my life was that I no longer wanted to live a life that was not fully integrated. I need to be able to live all of it, be who I am all the time, no matter where or when you meet me, I'm the same person. And being able to weave all of this together into one life and one body of work. So as I walk through the fires and as I learn, I turn around and share it with my clients, with my community, with the world. Once I worked on my own mindset and I saw the flawed thinking I had been engaged in, which had left me struggling, fulfilling the broke healer role that is all too common, I wondered endlessly, why is ours the only industry where people expect you to give your work away for free and not to charge for it? And I started my business in 2007. Here we are in 2023 and you still people, you still see people asking that question and talking about it. 
why are we still talking about this? This has become my platform and people know me to say when this comes up, don't make me talk about Mother Teresa, y'all. I'll tell you about that in a minute. The problem is when ways of thinking and doing get passed down without understanding and perpetuated when they no longer make sense. In other times and other cultures, the community took care of its medicine men and women and its seers. The monks came into the village each day with their blessing bowls and the people filled them. The healers were gifted with the best chickens, the freshest bread, the pieces of gold. The people paid for the spiritual gifts that were bestowed on them. Healers never gave their gifts away for free. Even in my lifetime, some churches still provided a home for their ministers and paid all their bills. It's just in this day and age, we've chosen as a collective not to do this in many parts of the world. So we have decided as a collective that each person who seeks healing and guidance must now pay their own way. It's part of being able to have the religious freedom that we have to be or not be whatever we want and don't want. It never fails that someone will comment on something I post on Facebook with the inevitable. What about Mother Teresa? Well, let me tell you, Mother Teresa was not poor. She chose to serve the poor. It takes millions of dollars to keep Mother Teresa in poverty. That is actually a popular slogan. Mother Teresa could not have done what she did if she had not had money. She knew that in order to make the impact she was called to make in the world, she needed resources, including money. Mother Teresa was the CEO of a billion-dollar company. She traveled everywhere she went by private car and private jet. She was cared for. All her needs were met. And because of that, she served others. You can choose to live simply, but that doesn't mean choosing to be in poverty and struggle. If you want to hear me talk about this in more detail, you can find the video I did about it on YouTube. I've written blog articles about it. Just Google, don't make me talk about Mother Teresa, y'all. After I read, ran head on into the reality of the very expensive hobby I had created, ran head on into the reality, I realized very quickly that it takes money to make an impact, especially the impact I was being called to make. I have always met with so much resistance around this issue. I would get hate mail and angry Facebook posts. People get very triggered. It is a controversial and polarizing topic. But isn't that what thought leaders are called to be and spiritual teachers and spiritual leaders and spiritual messengers when you feel strongly enough about it? And I do. That means it's very important and the world is ready for a shift. 
more and more healers are coming into their gifts and opening up to their gifts because more and more people are seeking healing and transformation. Yes, we come into the world with our spiritual gifts. All gifts are spiritual gifts, actually. The finest surgeon is using his God-given gifts, along with his training and teaching and experience. A teacher is serving with her God-given gifts. The athlete, the scientist, the nurse, the florist, all are using the gifts they have been given to do what they came here to do. How is it then that it's so hard to understand and accept that just having the gift of healing, intuition, psychic abilities, or mediumship are just the beginning? I have dedicated a decade and a half now to developing myself both personally and professionally to use my gifts in the world and to help others do the same. I have invested money in spiritual teachers, mentors, coaches. I've attended classes. I have traveled around the world studying with the best and the best of the best. I have sat in development circles. When you hire a healer, an intuitive, a medium, a practitioner of any kind for your health, healing, and well-being, you are not paying for the 60 minutes they spend with you. You are paying for the three years they sat weekly in a development circle, the tutors they trained with, their travel and time at Arthur Finley College, the workshops and classes they attended. You are also paying for the self-care it takes to do this work. You are paying for the hours spent sitting in the power. And if they have chosen to do this work they are made to do and nothing else, then this is a business for them. So you are also paying for their travel around the country or the world to reach all the people who want and need to see them. You are paying for the assistants who work for them, managing their calendars and returning all the calls and emails that come in for them, including yours. You're paying for the office space they require and you're paying for them to make a living just like anyone else. It seems so simple, right? then why have we not shifted our thoughts and feelings and ideas around this yet? I really want you this to land, whether you're someone who pays and utilizes these people or you are one of them and you're starting to see your own value. Let this land. No wonder so many gifted healers and intuitives choose to stay in confusion for so long, sometimes a lifetime. It is a manner of self-protection. Not on my watch, though. Confusion is one of the things I most often see keeping people stuck. Whenever you get stuck in confusion, the first thing you want to do is remember your touchstone, your vision. The clearer your vision, the easier it is to make decisions and choices because each choice you come to is an opportunity to make a decision that will either move you toward or away from your vision. Ask yourself, what is my priority right now? What can I do right now to make this happen? People think they don't know what to do. 
Most often they are afraid because they know what they have to do and they are resisting it like crazy. True story, pointing back at me and then pointing out at a lot of my clients and students over the years. Go back to your vision, your touchstone, and then go back to the question. And that will help you get out of confusion when you are faced with all these different pieces, remembering that everything moves you either toward or away from your vision. Every day you will have decisions. There will be choice points in every moment. And the more you are aware of this, you won't get stuck in it. You will keep moving forward. Keep doing this until it becomes easier, until it becomes more natural in a flow and habit. At first, it's like training, like an Olympic athlete having to train. You're really having to wire yourself physiologically. You're having to reset your mindset. You're having to reset the mode of whether you're responding or reacting. You're having to reset the way you interact with your environment and the people and the things in your environment. Know and understand that this is a process Get very good at being willing to stop and make that change and make that shift. Keep revisiting your vision. At first, when you wake up every morning, make it a habit. Make it a part of your success plan, your personal success strategy to bring that vision to mind and recommit yourself to it. Then move forward into your day. That way it's on top of your mind. You've programmed your subconscious to understand exactly what to be looking before because you've said, here's what I want. Here's my big vision. We have millions of bits of information that come into our sensory perception throughout every day. And you have a reticular activating system in your body that says, Pay attention to this. Don't pay attention to that. This is why we often feel like we are asking and asking for something and it's not coming. It is universal law found in every sacred text. Ask and it is given. The minute you start asking, the universe has to deliver to you what you are asking for. The problem is when you are not working on your mind and your mindset, you can't see the opportunities that are showing up. You either see them as something undesirable or not important, or you can't see them at all. You can be sure whatever you are asking, the universe is answering. So keeping yourself in a state of confusion is always a choice. There is something you are refusing to see or there's something you are refusing to respond to. It's there. Wherever there is a need and a desire, there is also the ability to fulfill it. Now, if you are staying in a confused state for any length of time, you're choosing to do that and it's serving you. This is why mindset work is so important. I'm confused. I'm stuck is an excuse. Confusion is a defense mechanism. It does not serve you. It creates a story and allows you to live in that story if you choose. 
It is a distraction and it is ultimately avoidance. Showing up and bringing your soul into the marketplace can feel very threatening and vulnerable. So staying confused is a way to cope with that. I am here because I have started a movement, a spiritual wealth mindset movement. And no matter what I do and who I serve, that is an underlying theme, an underlying energy, an underlying presence, because your wealth mindset versus your poverty consciousness is everything. A spiritual wealth mindset movement. I always see that post on Facebook where people ask you, if you could change one thing in the world, what would it be? I always answer the same way. Poverty consciousness. If I could change poverty consciousness, so many other things would change. Think about it. You'll start to see for yourself. I am going to challenge your thinking by telling you that I believe money is one of the greatest spiritual teachers we have. And healing our money crap is what we are all being called to do. Do you realize the power of having large amounts of money and the power it brings in the hands of heart-centered, conscious entrepreneurs who are healers? I do every day, but for so long I didn't. I have come up against this money piece for so many years. Healers who don't want to deal with money, don't want to pay attention to money, and don't want to ask for money. I hear so often, I don't want to make a lot of money, just enough to pay my bills. I don't need much. I don't want to be greedy. That is poverty consciousness. That is not going to support you in making the impact you need to make. There are things underlying that that do not serve you and they are working against you. There was a time when I thought it was noble to work for so little money. I thought it was honorable to help and not ask for much in return. That's a notion the mother church has instilled in people going back hundreds of years. Yet they are one of the wealthiest entities on earth. Hmm. When I woke up to what was really going on, when I did my own inner work and mindset work with my interns, my mentors, I saw the truth with a capital T. It was my own crap. It was my issues with my own value and worth. It was not noble at all. And it was hurting me and my family. Besides that, I wasn't actually serving, though. I was seeking to serve at my highest and best for their highest and best. I wasn't actually serving those people. That's when I knew. The highest good of all must include you or it's not the highest good. The first time I heard that, it hit me so hard, I almost cried. I was in the hot seat with a coach. It seems so simple, and yet we have gotten so far away from it. Now I say, yes, absolutely. How could it not be? But I still see it when it hits people, and they're not so sure, and something internally is counterintuiting and, and working against that in their programming and conditioning. As spiritual people, we say that we believe in an abundant and infinite universe. 
Does your life reflect that? Mine certainly didn't. And so many people in the conscious entrepreneur, spiritual business world, I was saying, what is going on here? To the point I started thinking, is it even possible for me to have the business I want? Because I'm not seeing anyone who has it. But then when I was ready to see it, because see, that was an overriding limiting belief. All of a sudden they showed up in front of me and they showed me the way. It is important to be able to distinguish what are beliefs you have formed and accepted as truth and what is truth. One way you can make that distinction is when you have a belief and when you have a thought, test it. If it is truth, then it has to always be true all the time for everybody. If not, it's a belief and you can change your beliefs and change your life. We are very connected to the tribe all the way back for eons, and we're wired to survive by being part of the tribe. We're wired to survive by fitting in, by adapting to what the tribe says and what the tribe believes and what the tribe does. We have so many beliefs. We have agreed to pick up and carry around with us so that we prove we are loyal to the tribe and we remain in good standing with the tribe. There's so many things that you just picked up and agreed to be true for you. And when you do that, they are truth for you. The universe will always honor whatever you believe to be true. We have free will. It has to be. And shifting what is true for you is one of the most powerful things you can do. Whatever you say is, is. That is universal law especially when dealing with money. You have big energies that have to come to you and through you for your family, from your family. You have these big energies that have come to you and through you from your family. This is such a big energy for me and I get so caught up in trying to get this across to you, I get tongue-tied and I'm speaking faster than my brain is going faster than my mouth will move. When dealing with money, you have big energies that have come to you and through you from your family. You absorb the energy around money that was being broadcast in your environment before you could even understand language. And then you took on the language as well. You have energies that have been coming from the mass consciousness and the collective consciousness about money, and they all affect you, your thoughts, your feelings, and the resulting actions which create the results. Are you creating the results you desire or the results that cause you pain and suffering, restlessness, discontent, and despair? You have energies that have come from your family, from whoever raised you, then from the school systems you were in, and then from your peers, then from your neighbors. You have energies that have come to you through the media. Pay attention now to how many movies play out the same scenario. The bad rich person tries to hurt the honest and good-hearted poor people, but they fight back. They trick the rich people and they win in the end. Subtext, subliminal programming. You carry all these energies within you and they can shut out the truth 
until you are ready to see it. Wayne Dyer said, most people say, I will believe it when I see it. The truth is, I will see it when I believe it. We end up with a lot of judgments and a lot of perceptions and we create beliefs and then we create a reality that supports our beliefs. Emotions are energy in motion. You can get stuck in your thoughts and emotions about money and the stories you create will continue to be true. Whatever you say is, is until you don't anymore. We all have created stories we tell others and ourselves that define who we are and what our lives are all about. The stories grow energy and they have power over us. They're highly charged with words and emotions and emotions are energy in motion. We can become trapped within our stories. Start recognizing what stories you are telling. Then stop telling your stories. Some of the biggest work I do with my clients is centered around dropping your money story and healing your money story. And yes, some of the biggest work I had to do on myself was centered around the same thing. If this is really speaking to you, I do have a five-week course now that's available to you, dropping your money story and funding the life of your dreams. It is $100 and you will have it forever. You can go through it. If you want that, you can private message me or email me at clientcare at michellebar.com and I will put you right in it. There's a community in there and you can go through it and you can have it for yourself. Think about your money stories. I also work with my clients one-to-one on working through identifying and dropping and changing their money stories. We can talk. Through mindset work, you can learn to tell yourself new stories, stories that you script, stories that you consciously create, positive stories of how you want things to be. Then you've got to take it all the way. You've got to change the thoughts, then the feelings that are generated, then the actions that show the new beliefs, the new paradigms, the new stories. Money has so much power over us, and it is such a driving force in our lives. When people would say, I don't care about money, it's not the most important thing, I had a mentor who would answer, money is not the most important thing, but it touches everything that is. One of the universal laws is the law of giving and receiving. Imagine a body of water, and people are standing in that body of water. Some are standing in the water up to their ankles and others are standing in the water up to their knees. They are all standing in the body of water. They are engaged in the flow. They are feeling their way into it. They are gathering security and safety, thoughts and feelings and beliefs. They are in the water. They are engaged in the flow. If you were able to see the energy, it would look like an infinity symbol. They are constantly giving and receiving. Each one has something to give and something to receive. 
Then here's this person, a person I know well, because they come to me often. They have a big heart. They mean well. They are going to give. They're going to. They're getting ready and they're going to do something and they want to do something and they are willing, oh, so willing, but not until they are playing the win then game with the universe. When you give me all this, then I will step out. The win then game. When I have all of this, then I'll do this. That's not how it works. The universe doesn't play the win then game. They are standing there on the bank. See them there? Hear them saying, hey, you people out there, you're giving and receiving. You seem to have a lot. Why don't you send a bunch of that my way? And as soon as I have enough of it, as soon as I have everything I feel like I need to feel safe and secure, then I'll get in the water and I'll start giving back. Nope, it doesn't work that way. You have to step in the water and engage. You have to give something of value. You need to be always giving and receiving. Think about the synchronicities and the nudges. You get a nudge, give that person money, call that person, do something nice for them, hire them, whatever it is. And then other people are getting nudges to energetically be in an energetic exchange with you. You have got to be in that flow all the time so that you're getting tapped and they're getting tapped. If everybody would be in that flow all the time, willing to give their true value and willing to receive in return, you would see so much prosperity and abundance. Prosperity consciousness. People have all these reasons why they can't and won't give their value into the world until they receive. But here's the paradox in that. While you're waiting to have everything you need to step out and give value and live your purpose, the, the purpose is waiting for you to discover that the way to having everything you desire is by expressing it and living in it. One of the greatest shifts I made that affected my money in a very big way, especially in my business in this, money comes from source through people. My job is not my source. My partner is not my source. You are not my source. Source is my source. Money comes from source through people. So whenever I would start looking to the people that were my clients and potential clients and needing them to buy from me, to pay me, to give to me, I would stop and look up to source. The same was true when I would get caught up in my husband's paycheck or any other source of income I felt dependent on for my support. I would look back up to source and say, source is my source. Money comes from source through people. What this means is that I have to do my part, but I don't control how it all comes in. It releases the negative energy that builds up when you feel you are relying on other people to provide for your needs or to provide you a paycheck or to pay your way. It creates a level of safety and security beyond any other you have ever known. I have come to count on it when I am doing my part. 
connect with me. You can message me directly, facebook.com forward slash Michelle B. Barr. There's a resource that's not mine, but that I love. And whenever you're watching this live or even in the future, you can come to Facebook and you can find it. It is the Abundance Book by John Randolph Price. And right now I'm taking my community through the 40-day prosperity plan. You can get the book anytime. The show notes will have the link for you. The Abundance Book, John Randolph Price. I go through this every couple of years. I'm going through it right now myself. And one of the keys is it takes 40 days to reprogram your consciousness. This is helping you reprogram your prosperity consciousness. No more poverty consciousness, prosperity consciousness. The abundance book, go through it. And if you miss a day, you have to start over and keep that flow going and get in that energy. I also, as your coach, challenge you to see if you're one of the people who at least has your feet in the river or you're all the way in versus that person standing on the bank shouting to the people in the river, believing you can't even start or do what you're being called to do until you have what you need you'll be sitting there a very long time. It won't work. I love having you here. I love having you a part of my podcast, loving what's next podcast.com. And I would love it if you would share this podcast with one other person that needs to hear it or share it to your community on your social media. I don't make that ask a lot, but this is powerful. And this is what I feel called to share in the world. Loving what's next podcast.com and you'll be able to access this episode directly. Thank you so much. I've got a lot of free resources for you at michellebar.com and I'm on social media every day. I will see you again soon. I'm going to leave you with that prosperity consciousness.